You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey, your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of this glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real, it's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Mind Your Own Motherfucking Dog Biz Podcast, the leading pet business podcast for entrepreneurs that happen to be in the business of motherfucking dogs. Now, today I'm excited because I always start to talk about a little bit of branding and I always chat about like how excited I am around it, but like a lot of people don't understand, like I really geek out on branding stuff, especially around theory. And I happened to find somebody who is as uh, amazing and as geeky and also is an Enneagram three around branding. <laughs> so today I have a very, very, very special guest. I've been following her for a little while. Well, actually, for I've been stalking you, Kayla, for about a year and a half now, I think, at this <laughs> point around your branding stuff. Love it. I have Kayla from Docs Design, a pet industry and branding uh, agency. So hello, Kayla. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Awesome. So Kayla is is here to talk to me today about one of my favorite topics, as always, branding for dog professionals and pet professionals. And this is going to be one of those where we I gave permission to Kayla. I'm like, you can be mean to my audience. Let's lay the smackdown on them (laughs) about more why your brand, your dogmas brand goes much more deeper than a logo. Because I know that drives Kayla and her team insane. It drives dogmas school insane. And why we should really put branding at the forefront and prioritize in your dog business. And no, basically, as the title of this episode is, put your big brand panties on and step into an elevated, a motherfucking yes. elevated brand as you mature as a business owner. So Kayla, thank you so much for joining me. I'm honored to have you here. I know you guys are insanely busy. You guys are always revealing new brands. <laughs> so I appreciate the time today. Of course. Yes. Well, I'm happy to talk to more pet professionals about branding because like you said, it's needed in the industry. So I can't wait to chat more about it. What? You can't just do a logo on Canva? No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I know the the inner graphic designer and you is like, oh, Canva. Mm-hmm. It's it's good, right? It's- it serves its purpose, but definitely not for logo design. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is, uh, we'll dive more into this, I'm sure. But I'm always like cringing every time I see someone do a logo in Canva, for sure. Oh, or get the Fiverr logo <laughs> too oh, as yes. well. And sometimes like the Fiverr logo, people don't even take like their watermark off of it. And then you see it on other people's stuff and you're oh. like, ah! <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> Funny story. There was this online quote unquote dog summit or whatever. And I'm just going to, I'm of course, I'm just going to make fun of people naturally. That's how I do it. <laughs> and they had this logo designed and I guess their designer sent like the, the, you know, like when it has the transparent background, but it's like the, mm-hmm. uh, the gray and brown, like white checks. Oh, the checker mark. Yeah. Yeah. They were using that for their logo. I was like, Oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> oh no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not to even like go a little further with that, like the legal implications with it. I mean, mm-hmm. legally you can't really use the illustrations on Canva as a logo. You can get like big trouble for that. There's like copyright, all of that. So yeah, I just, before we even dive into it, don't use Canva for logos. That's yes. really just the justice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's so fucking that's so true. We just um we have a new dude that's been kind of helping us out with some uh logo stuff like on our back end. And he's he's really interesting too cuz he's been having those conversations and like like guys like you cannot use this type of like logo and these designs and whatever and like these like little graphics and vectors because there is copyright law and people do get fucked over with it too. Yep. Yep. So Kayla, I'm going to ask you a few questions so my audience yeah. gets to know you because they need to know you. How long have you been in the business of dogs? Yeah, so we actually just hit our three-year mark in January. Um, so about three years ago, I kind of started. Um, it wasn't Docs Design yet. I was freelancing under my own name. I was Kayla Parent at the time. It was before I was married. Um, and kind of just started freelancing as a designer um, outside of the agency I was working at just because I needed like some creative freedom. I was doing all the grunt work at mm. the agency I was working at. Um, and naturally, I am a dog mom of three dachshunds and I was just kind of ingrained in the dog mom world where I um, was living at the time and my first few clients were the dog trainer I was using um, the pet store that I would visit for my dogs to like get their food and stuff and then the groomer that did um, all of my dog's haircuts so from there it kind of just spiraled you know us dog people like to stick together Um, (laughs) so all of my clients just knew more dog people and I was like hey um, I think I have something here and I was really noticing that like in the pet space, there wasn't really that sophistication of Brandon. And I was like, okay, I think I could do something with this. So around the two-year mark, I decided to make it a full business, branded myself, which was really hard being a designer. <laughs> um, and yeah, so for about the past year and a half, we've been operating under Doc's Design and uh, was able to quit my job and make it my full-time thing about two years ago. Nice. And it's been a crazy ride ever since. Isn't it funny when you're so close to your own brand, you can't brand yourself. <laughs> uh, I am like the worst at designing anything for myself. My website, like, my, uh, yeah, I'm the horrible at it. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because we have, we're, we're in the process of redoing our website. We have been for like, since October of last year, it's been down. We have like this dummy site up and it's hilarious. It's just like there so we can run as like legally. And we were working this website designer and I got put on the project naturally. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's like the saying, like the cobbler's children don't have shoes or whatever. Like I always am like, yeah, the designer like can't design her own website because she can't get out of my own way. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're so close to the freaking problem. That's why we, we had to bring Jody in and I'm like, I can't do it. Like even like for our updated logo, I'm like, I can't even think about this. Like I don't even know well, what yeah. to do. And I think that, like, whenever I talk to my clients or, like, anyone who's coming to me as an inquiry, I'm like, listen, I understand because I can't brand myself, which Mm. is why you need to, like, hire a professional and, like, get outside eyes because you're too close to it. And Uh I know what you're going through right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's freaking amazing. So, Kayla, what would you say is your superpower? 
Um, oh, that's a good question. I think for sure. Um, I, so I am the now creative director of Docs Design. So when I first started, I was the designer, um, but I've kind of stepped back into more of that leader role. And mm-hmm. I definitely think creative direction, um, like editing, being able to see the bigger vision is my superpower. Um, I, I like to say like a business could come to me and like give me like three words of what they want for their brand. And I already got like mood boards spinning mm-hmm. in my mind. Like I'm really good at visually translating and being kind of like that overall larger vision of anything visual. Nice. Nice. I love that. It's like when you go into like brand visionary mode and you start to put like the brand boards and the mood boards together, it's like you go into this weird like translate state and then it's like boom and it all comes out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing to do. I can like whip out a color palette and like a mood board in like 30 minutes. It's really, yeah, it's become definitely my superpower, I would say. Love it. So what is one of the last things you've accomplished that made you incredibly proud as a person in the pet industry? this. So actually, um, not a lot of people know this, um, our packaging design for one of the clients that we rebranded over the summer, um, they're called Sandy and Skipper. They are um, a candle beachy brand um, and they give back a lot of their um, proceeds to Animal Shelter um, was just featured on the Dye Line and the Dye Line is kind of this... um, it's like kind of like the top dog, like aggregate of packaging design. It's really hard to get in there. Mm-hmm. And they stumbled across our portfolio and liked all the packaging design we did for the candles. And they just wrote up a whole article about it and published it last week. Actually, I haven't even really shared it yet. So oh, really exciting. I feel like it's a big milestone for us to be published with some of those bigger agencies on that website. So I feel very proud for that. That's fucking awesome. And I know for a fact that like packaging design, it's like you have the graphic design, you have logos, but packaging design is like a whole other freaking animal at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of our favorite things to do too. So I just feel, yeah, I feel really accomplished that we were able to take that small business and give them so much uh, attention like that. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite quote? I do. So I saw this question and I was like, oh, I have so many favorite quotes, but I have one that's really resonated with me, I think, as a small business owner. Um, and the quote is, the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. Ooh. And yeah, I think that one really resonated with me because as you mentioned, I am an Enneagram 3. And I don't know <laughs> about everyone listening in knows about Enneagrams, but Enneagram 3s are like overachievers, like like to see results. And I think, so there's like two parts of this quote that I like. I like it as myself as a business owner to remind myself to like, stay consistent with my business, you know, keep putting in the hard work and the benefits will come. But I also like to remind my clients that um, branding is just like one part of mm-hmm. the small business machine and our team will give you the tools. And, you know, if you stay consistent with it, it will work, but it's not going to happen overnight. Like it's not mm-hmm. just like a quick fix solution. You really have to like keep nurturing that seed to like get that big business tree to grow. So I really, really like that quote. And it reminds me, every time I feel like ah, I'm not getting results fast enough. I'm like, just keep watering the seed. Just keep doing it. Keep, you know, keep fertilizing it, keep watering, keep tending to it. And yeah. I know you're feeling again as the Enneagram three 
person. Uh, yeah, it's hard when you're a producer <laughs> and overachiever and you're like, I want results right now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So Kayla, I want to ask you, I know you, you, you started to hit on it a little bit during the conversation, <clears throat> the beginning of the conversation. Excuse me. We have allergies here in North Carolina. It is the pollen. <laughs> we call it the pollening up here. Oh, here. No. <laughs> uh, what inspired you to jump in becoming a full service designer and agency for the overall pet industry? Yeah. So I kind of touched on it a little bit, but I can dive a little deeper into that. Um, so I used to work at a pretty big agency. They're called People Design. They're one of the top design agencies here in the Midwest. Um, and I worked with big brands, you know, like Target, Georgia Pacific, things like that. So mm. I was able to really see like how these big brands value branding mm. and invest in it and, you know, kind of the things it does for their business. Um, so like I said, I kind of stumbled into the dog world, but I quickly realized just from my agency background that that wasn't really being translated to small businesses like mm. in a budget friendly way. And then on the flip side of that, the more and more I started looking into dog brands, I was like, wow, some of these are horrible. <laughs> we really need to like level up. Mm-hmm. I, I think now like being in the dog business, uh, for like three years, I've just in this three year period have seen more and more brands taking branding seriously. Absolutely. So that's good. Um, but you know, there's still a lot of people, um, that just, they, it wasn't to the level that it needed to be. And I was like, you know, I've worked with these big brands. I have the experience. I know our team could put out the quality of this work that these other agencies are giving to big brands. And I really felt like there was, you know, this niche, obviously, with me being a dog mom. And I just mm-hmm. love dog people. Like, we instantly get along and click. Like, I understand their pet obsession. Um, but I just felt there was a gap there of, like, the level of design um, for these businesses. And I really thought our team could provide and fill that gap. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really you hit on a really important point. Like over the last two years, there has been like that oh, that starting point of like, okay, well maybe my logo, my brand goes beyond the logo and start really like cleaning mm-hmm. that up and having that sophisticated feel that's geared toward the dog owning market, like f- as a pet professional, right? And yeah, what's also interesting too is even like the bigger brands, like I'm talking about franchises and such that like mm-hmm. some of them even have horrible branding, and it's just oh, yes. it's really interesting. Yes. It's really freaking interesting. Do you have a favorite agent? Agency that like you like a like a world renowned agency that you like or anything like that. Oh yeah, there's so many. I mean, a Pentagram obviously they're like the holy mecca of design. Mm-hmm. Like Polishire, all of them they're like amazing. Um, they're they're always the one I go to. There's also one in Chicago called Grip Design, um, and it's funny because I feel like after I got in the pet world mm-hmm. about like the two year mark, I started noticing all these big agencies I follow like started getting pet clients. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this is becoming a thing now. Like, okay. Like each one that I follow has like, um, Pentagram, I think did pet plate, which is like a yep. huge pet brand now. Um, you know, and so I'm just like, okay, I, I'm like, people are understanding and getting this now. That's freaking awesome. <clears throat> I, I'm going to go a little bit more corporate. I like McKinsey. Honestly, I know. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. They have. I um. I have a. I have a mentor over at McKinsey, and she. She kind of because, like I said, I'm more theory and like methodology yeah. based and like qual- qualitative research and everything like that. And I actually really like McKinsey because it has like more of like a like a different style feel. It's corporate-y, but it's totally different. And there's a McKinsey branch over where I where I'm at in Durham. So I was. I am very very blessed to be able to connect with somebody there and talk about that type of stuff. But I do like Grip too. That's really good stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
So this is going to be a loaded question, but um, when do you think it's time for pet professionals to essentially put on their big branding panties? Like when is it time to like really step into and really invest back into their brand? Oh man. Yeah. So that is a loaded question. Um, I, I mean, obviously if you can do it like right at the start, because when mm-hmm. we see, you know, brands that are invested in their branding upfront and earlier, it's helping them grow faster. It's just, you know, if you're niching and you are visually communicating to your ideal audience, mm-hmm. you're going to grow faster. Yep. Obviously though, I understand that not everyone can do that. And, you know, I, I was the same way when I was first starting my business, I was kind of piecemealing it together. Um, so I kind of see the people who come to us and are ready to, to grow is there's kind of twofold to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the product people. Um, and I would say usually it is when they are ready to start taking their product as seriously as it is. Um, and you know, if they have a quality product, but maybe their branding isn't to the quality it needs to be and they're having trouble wholesaling it, they're mm-hmm. having trouble with retailers grabbing it because their packaging designer, their branding just, it, you know, it's too mod podge. It wouldn't stand out on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically for like product companies, when they're ready to put the spotlight on their product and like actually start taking this thing seriously, getting it wholesaled, retailed is, you know, when it's like, okay, it's time to invest in the brand. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, side of that, the service companies, um, is when they really want to start charging premium prices, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, differentiating themselves from all their competitors. I mean, as you start out for dog walker, for example, and you're kind of just winging it. Um, when I see people who are really ready to put on their, their big girl (laughs) panties is when, you know, they're wanting to expand their team. They're wanting to expand their service area. They maybe want to expand into the product market. They want to raise their prices. You know, having a brand allows you to charge those premium prices and like, you know, expand and do things on it. Um, so those are kind of the two ways that, that we see it, you know, and like I said, ideally you want to invest in your brand, um, somewhat in the beginning, but you know, like I said, I understand, but what we end up seeing is actually it's more expensive for people when they're sitting on their pre-made logo for 10 years mm. and they've branded their vehicle wrap. They've yep. branded their, their business card. And then they're like, oh, it's almost just like too hard for yep. me to rebrand now. Cause I'm going to have to redo all this stuff. And that kind of becomes a barrier for them almost to rebrand. And it's almost more expensive to wait it out. Um, so, you know, I say for clients, you know, when you are at that like rapid growth period, like consider rebranding then because it is going to be more more costly and time consuming if you just like keep holding on 10 yeah. years down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. So as somebody that does a lot of branding work, uh, cause dog school does do a lot of branding work and Kayla knows this. Uh, we do more of like the theory, emotional branding pillars, you know, getting dog trainers, dog walkers to articulate yeah. who they are and step into that. One thing that frustrates the hell out of me, and we've already hit on that is when people assume a brand is just a logo or a color palette or a Ugh. pattern or whatnot. Cause like yes. <clears throat> one thing I always say to people when we talk about branding is your brand is everything. Everything is brands, right? Mm -hmm. Can we talk a little bit more about why we want the listeners of this episode to go beyond the logo with this branding conversation? Yeah, definitely. So, um, we don't really do the strategy piece, which is why I love that you guys do that. I mean, obviously we do a little bit of it to like guide our visual decisions. Um, but we really do focus on the whole visual Mm -hmm. side of brand and, what we kind of say is a brand's more than a logo. Okay. 
I actually think the logo is like the least I agree. <laughs> important part. I of agree. The brand. Yeah, I agree. Because um, you can you could take a logo. I kind of like use this example. You could take a logo and like plug it into like four or five different designs, mm-hmm. and the elements around it is what's going to give off that vibe for your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so we say a brand, you know, is the whole visual toolkit mm-hmm. is what we call it. Um, so your copy, your tone of voice, your images you're using, colors, typography, patterns, illustration. It's the, all the visual elements plus like copy and tone working together to give off what we call your brand tone, which mm-hmm. I think is like the most important thing. So it's kind of like, you know, what's your vibe? What's yeah. your brand vibe, uh-huh. you know? Um, and from there, that should be guiding all the visual decisions outside of just the logo because you could have like this really cool like dog illustration logo, but if you plug it into like a super feminine, like pink, Mm-hmm. with like hearts and sparkles but then you take that same logo and plug it into like this really like muted color palette with like leaves you know that's mm-hmm. going to give up two very different vibes and that logo is just like a small piece of it um so yeah we really focus you know when we work with our clients on the visual toolkit we call it and giving them the tools to be able to build on their brand um to accurately communicate who they are um you know build off of that story build off of what makes them unique and making sure that they stand out from all their competitors yeah absolutely i agree with that one it's like when you think about your overall brand it's not like just a logo or whatever i think about it as like you want to be able to tell a story within the first three to second three to five seconds yeah. somebody looks at you listens to you or reads something about you and like that's one of the things that we see a lot of people getting very like discombobulated on. Like if you're not really clear on your messaging or like not really clear on your overall brand aesthetic and like what it feels like and what it sounds like or whatever, yeah. your, your dog owning market's going to get confused too. Like, so if you look at Kayla's, Kayla's, I'm going to use our two brands as kind of like side by side comparison. Like yeah, go for it. I look at, I look at docs and I'm like, Ooh, I like them. They're young. Okay. I'm, I'm a millennial too. I'm an old millennial. I'm an older millennial, but they're young. They're into like, uh, they're into more of like that millennial feel. They have a lot of fun patterns. Like when I look at Doc's design, I'm like, oh shit, they'd be really fucking fun to work with. You know, that's the vibe you give out. Like you guys are freaking yeah. smart. You're a powerful team of women. But then if you look at dog with school, some people are like, ooh, they're kind of like scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but they're more of like, we don't like, we don't like have like the whole millennial pink going on. We have a lot of dark colors. Yeah. We have a lot of truth. Intensity is what we like to put off kind of, but we also like to highlight our powerful team, right? So what I see happening with a lot of professionals is people try to start to like find an identity because a lot of times too, and I, I, I talked about this on other podcasts, it's like we like to replicate systems that work for other people. So I see people pulling from different like brands and whatever. And it's like, no, with your own branding pillars, with your own like branding strategy and like getting everything all created in your identity and like also gearing it towards your uh, niche market, you create your own overall brand, right? So that's yeah. the thing. And it's not, and people, and the thing is too, it's like dog owners, like especially now like dog mom culture is fucking huge and dogma. Yeah. 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 So I, you kind of hit on a few things there. So I like how you like compared the colors because I think that's one thing that I always say to my clients. It's like, listen, you have like three seconds, like uh-huh. you said, to get someone's attention. Half the time, they're not even reading the copy. Nope. So your graphics should be, you know, your quote you're sharing on Instagram, mm-hmm. your ad that you're sharing on Facebook, the billboard that you have up, your store signage based on all the visual cues should be saying what you want it to say within that three seconds before they even read the word. Exactly. Um, so love that you said that and then the second thing that you you kind of touched on was like this dog mom culture which i agree and kind of people drawing inspiration off other businesses and i think <laughs> actually 
specifically in the past year, I have seen just like the explosiveness of like everyone like starting a pet accessory company mm-hmm. or like a dog blog. And there's been a lot of copying mm-hmm. going on. So yeah, I think that's really important to like, yes, draw inspiration, but always make it your own. Like yeah. always, always, always make it your own and make sure it's like on brand. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important to kind of go through like the process that we take our clients through to like figure out like, what is that? Brand? Yeah. Like, what is your vibe? Like, yeah, you really like that quote that someone used. That's cool. You could probably use it too, but you got to make it your own. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to, you got to put your unique brand spin on it. Yep. Yep. I, I, as a designer in like a branding agency, you probably get really riled up when people copy, violate copyright laws with you, don't you? (laughs) So upset. So upset. As also an Enneagram three too, you go on like Godzilla rage. I had somebody, um, go funny story. I had somebody go through my podcast a couple, like a couple months ago and she created all like very similar episodes. Like basically the person wrote down my episodes and created like, just kind of like changed the paraphrasing around. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm just, I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you fucking serious? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's so (laughs) great. Like I'm flattered when people like draw inspiration and like do it better or make it their own. I'm like, yes, but there's a difference between inspiration and imitation. Yeah. God, it kills me. Yeah. And also to the dog mom culture, which is really, it's really interesting because like, I see a lot of the dog mom culture coming up. And like, when when I think of dog mom culture, I'll tell you what I think of. This is my thoughts of it. I, I don't have anything wrong with it. Even though I'm married to a dog trainer, I work with dog trainers. Dog mom culture is a place that we all need to capitalize on. Um, they have yeah. the doodles. I see the pinks, the blues, you know, kind of like almost like a softer approach to the brand, but also kind of some badass empowerment to it around. You know who does a really good job at that? And I know you branded them. Dogs at Charm City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love Lindsay. She's so great. Yeah, their brand is just awesome. And she she does, she does. And I think kind of what you hit on with that brand, which obviously we helped them with a little bit, is they took their unique spin on it. Mm-hmm. Like their coastal city, we made sure we played off of that with the branch. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a whole Maryland dog mom, like apparel section and everything yeah. they do. They, you know, they relate it back to that, um, which I really do think has helped them because they're, they've put their unique spin on it. So yeah, um, w- actually, I just had an uh, interview with one of our clients, my Modern companion. They are a pet accessory company. And she had kind of said something to me that really resonated. She said, you know what? Like so many people like to think that the dog mom like industry is saturated. There's so many pet accessory companies. She's like, but it's really not like, she's like, if you make it your own, she's like, yeah, there's like so many pet accessory companies, but like I launched my business like two years ago, you know, and we helped brand her and everything. And this is what she was telling us. She's like, and just for me being able to have a unique point of view, like Mm -hmm. I, I grew so much and I attracted my type of dog mom, exactly. which I loved what she said. Like, not every dog mom is the same, okay? We have, like, the edgy tattooed dog mom. Mm-hmm. We have, like, the suburban, like, dog mom who loves Joanna Gaines. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're very different. And if you're able to, like, figure out, like, who your dog mom is and then visually communicate that, yep. you will attract your people. Absolutely. It's so funny. I was doing um, – I did a branding VIP a couple months ago. Well, actually in the summer of 2020. And it was for a company – over in uh, Round Rock, Texas. It's called Savvy Dog. Uh, Savvy Dog Training and Development. And we were doing that niche because they wanted a savvy dog mom. And I was reading out like the kind of like those those things, like how we would attract her certain colors and things like that. And everything I was reading out and like using the words she would she would say and everything like that. And at the bottom of it, I was like, it sounds like a Karen, but it's not a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> 
my god, I love it. And, and I remember Andrew and Brittany being like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" Because that's exactly true. It sounds like a Karen, but it's not yeah. a Karen. Actually, I mean, so like the kind of what we do too, which helps with like I like um, our ideal audience will like ask our clients like before we dive in, like who's your ideal audience? Mm-hmm. But we like to think about them visually, yes. obviously, because we're visual people. <laughs> and the one question that our team always asks, which really helps people think we're crazy, is what does their kitchen look like? Oh, because that is let me such a good tell one. Tell you what. A kitchen could tell you a lot about a person. So we're always like, okay, like what would this person's kitchen look like? And then we like, we'll kind of like grab like pictures of like what their kitchen would uh-huh. look like, or, like what they're wearing and stuff. And thinking about it in that way starts to help with some like visual cues of like what resonates with them. Hell yeah. So, uh, Kayla, what does your kitchen look like? <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so funny. So my we just bought a new house and we're renovating it. So right now my kitchen looks like it's stuck in the 90s, but we are actually currently in the process of renovating it. We have someone coming over this weekend, actually. And it is going to be a mid-century modern with like grandma, shabby, chic, green cabinets, Ooh. like all vintage, thrifted. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Awesome. What's your kitchen look like? Oh God. So my kitchen's in the process of also potentially getting redesigned very quickly. So right Right now yeah. it is dark, 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 like mahogany brown cabinets. Uh, yeah, same, same. Yeah, with like a grant, a light granite countertop. Uh, we have the industrial style kind of like appliances, so we have like the Viking and stuff like that. And then like we have that like longer spout that goes into our sink. And then what it's going to look like? This is going to sound really basic. Is going to look like it's going to be white cabinets, blue center island, uh, quartz tops with gold fixtures and black. Love that. Yeah. 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 It's been a fight with my husband <laughs> to get that. Oh, one. same, same, same. I had to, we were putting like a really like cool patterned tile in the kitchen. <gasps> and he was like, this is going to be out of style in like two years. I'm like, no, it's not. We're doing it. You were like, no, <laughs> fuck you. It's, it's staying. Yeah. Whatever. We'll just redo it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. He's been fighting with me to get like the gray, like the, you know, cause like, you know, gray's in like so much. And like, he's been fighting with me to get like this gray washed floors i'm like eh, i kind of like the dark floors but anyway yeah. <laughs> awesome all right well uh kayla i keep wanting to call you kasha for some reason i do apologize in that one so no, kayla so this has been awesome i appreciate you where can people find you see what you have to offer like what are some of the things you offer as an agency yeah, definitely. So our two main services are our signature brandy package. So um, what I just said, like we did for Dogs Charm City, Modern Companion. Um, this is really working with our team to put your big girl brand panties on. Um, so we will work with you to really establish a visual style. You'll leave with a full logo suite, colors, patterns, illustrations, mm-hmm. social media, the whole nine yard. Um, so that is really our bread and butter is really giving everyone the visual toolkit they need for their brand. Um, so that's our signature branding program. And you can find that at our website, which is docs.dox.design. Um, and kind of the second part of what we do is packaging design. And I know we hadn't talked a ton on that, um, but really is a passion of ours, especially for pet products. Um, so we do everything from mailer box design to product backers, uh, POP displays, mm-hmm. You name it, labels, dog treat packaging. Um, so that's really, really good for us. Um, and then we also, just to kind of help the pet industry in general, have our free Facebook group. Um, it's called Design Support for Small Businesses. Um, in there, we just provide design freebies. Um, we do each month, our team will illustrate and design social media graphics that the group can use. Um, we do monthly interviews, quick Canva tips. Um, and then each Wednesday, we have our design school 
Bubble, which is an open forum where anyone can post any design they're working on or ask any design questions and our team will answer it for them for free. So some design advice for free from our team. Ooh, that sounds awesome. That's freaking awesome. And what's the name of your Facebook group too? Um, it's called Design Support for Small Businesses. Awesome. Awesome. And then what I'll do for everybody, I'll put the links in so you guys can go directly to it. Well, Kayla, it's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time because I know you run a busy, 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 busy branding agency for pet pros and you got a whole team to manage too. So I appreciate yes, you coming you. on. And then also you're going to be speaking at a pet sitters conference soon. Yes, I am. I don't know if they've announced that yet, but Ooh, yeah. I'm sorry. I think, I think, uh, no, it's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah, we're going to be, uh, sorry, Beth. A, yeah, <laughs> we're leading a Canva workshop. And then we are also going to be one of the speakers chatting all about branding your biz and nice. kind of walking through the process of how we do that. Awesome. Now I'm going to throw this one last random question at you because we're having such a good time here. What is one thing that when it comes to branding that you want every single one of these people listening to today to walk away with? Oh, that's good. I think it's really important. And one thing that I sometimes just want to shake clients is the imitation verse inspiration thing. I just think stay true to yourself and like, don't feel like you have to do what everyone else is doing. Mm. Like if you have like some crazy off the wall idea, like, Oh, like I'm a super edgy dog mom. And like, I love tattoos. And like, I want my pattern to be like this cool, like tattooed look. <laughs> and someone's like, Oh, but like in the pet industry, I don't think that would fly. I'm just going to like go for paw prints. Like, no, no. <laughs> do the crazy cool idea. Like it's going to make you stand out. Yeah. And it's also going to attract those same type of people. I just hate when I see people shut down an idea because they're like, Oh, that is the industry standard. Or like, Oh, Oh, that makes me seem, you know, unprofessional. Like, actually, our our clients over at Dogs of Charm City, she said it best. We had like a little interview with her, and she was like, you know, like when I went to brand with someone that wasn't you, they were really trying to push me into this like professional look. They Mm. really wanted me to like be professional, and I kept telling them, no, like we are fun. Like we're a party brand. And they kept telling me that that wouldn't resonate with dog parents because they want their dogs to feel safe with the dog walker. They don't want their dogs. And so she, yeah, no. So she ended up not working with the designer and hiring us instead. And we like totally understood her vision and brought it to life. And like, she was right. It worked. So like, don't shut down that idea or like, feel like you have to be doing like industry standard, you know, like be different with it. I definitely just like stay true to your brand. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because there's so many different definitions of professionalism. And like we've, you know, as dog to school, like we've been told, I've been told I'm not professional. It's like, bitch, do you know the fuck we are? Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, just because we curse and our team has tattoos and yeah, sometimes there's a penis joke in there too as well. That's from our founder. (laughs) Like that's on her, but you know, what I mean so it's like you're like you you keep saying your vibe is going to attract the right people into it you know what I mean like yeah. they're going to attract the right people in. and that's what I also I think you've done such a great job with jumps dogs at charm city by the way too it's just I love their I love their brand I love their merch I love everything that you guys have worked together with and Lindsay's fucking dope too I had her on the podcast yeah, a couple yeah. months ago um yeah I know she said it to me she's like skip to uh one minute and 30 seconds and we fangirl about you for like 30 minutes oh <laughs> it was so funny I know because we did we did that's why I was like "Ah, I gotta get Kayla on I gotta get Kayla on all right well thank you so much Kayla for taking the time today and I appreciate you and I hope every single one of the motherfuckers listening reach out to you or at least follow you on where can they follow you on the socials 
Oh yeah. Instagram's our big one. Um, so that is also our username is docs, D-O-X dot design. That is where we do all our brand reveals, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Kristen. So each, um, brand that we are doing, so we're doing like four this month, four last month. No. Uh, I know we've been busy. I'm sorry. So, um, <laughs> Instagram is the best place. Uh, to kind of, you know, watch the process. We, mm-hmm. we share our clients that we're working on. We share sneak peeks and then we share the whole reveal. So you, we kind of, you know, we're really transparent and like to give everyone the whole behind the scenes look. So if you want to check it out, head on over to Instagram. Awesome. All right. Well, Kayla, it's been an honor. Thank you so much for everything today. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for listening to another badass episode of Mind Your Own Dog Business. If you haven't already subscribed, What are you waiting for? Oh my God, go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content-packed dog business jam sessions plus special offers that I'm gonna only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. I'm at dogwalkercoach. You can find me, dogwalkercoach, and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, till next time. Bye.